Welcome back. Oh, I'm chipper today. Chipper. Chipper Mac. I am chip. Chipping away. What a day. What a lovely day today. It was not very productive. Welcome to the podcast with me, Marquez. Um, episode 198, I do believe. 198. We're back. Two podcasts this week. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Was the first one good? Doubtful. Doubtful. This is the random podcast, me, Marquez. Um, we're back in the game. I'm just going to start doing these when I have some energy and I'm bouncing around mentally and I was bouncing around all day today. Uh, productive, like a little whore. Like a little whore, woke up again singing I the Tiger, like a real loser. I'm kind of embracing people calling me a loser these days. Before I'd be like, no, I'm not. Now I'm like, okay, that that's so be it. So be it. You can call me a loser all you want. I don't mind. Tis how I am. Oh, my stomach is fucked. <laughs> my stomach is in bits. My body's dying. People think my stomach is... My stomach is in fucked since I've been about knee-high to a duck uh, back in Ireland. I was at a dubious, dubious stomach, and it's sustained and maintained and um, campaigned to stay with me for life. We really dug out that word there. No, it didn't really work, but that's how it goes. I uh, chugged a load of coffee, did a load of laundry to them, sweating like a whore. Laundry is such a pain in the ass. Uh, but I'm a clean fucker. People don't believe me that I'm clean. Can you believe I do laundry? That's how clean I am. Isn't that amazing? I'm an amazing man. Can we talk about that for a minute? Wow, Mark, you're an amazing man. I know there's a lot of people that don't think that. <laughs> I know there's people bitching about me online. And that's okay, bitch away. I don't mind, uh, but I am amazing. That's what the Bible told me this morning. I woke up, sang I the Tiger, read the Bible, and I got on my way. Catholic guilt all day today. Doing laundry is such a whore to fucking fall in this shit. I'd be sweating buckets. Sweating buckets, I tell you. If there was a bucket around me now, I'd sweat into it. Um, as I do a post about merch. People keep buying my merch, and it's great, so thank you. If you want some, hit me up. It says, don't be a cunt. T-shirts, hoodies. I got more coming, but people seem to want them the most. So that's who where we are. Um, what's going on? It's Friday. Do I have a show tonight? I don't know. I'm going to go buy some shows and uh, suss out. Try and pop on and be like, hey, buddy, let me pop on there and have a moment of gratitude in my life. Let me feel something in my life. Let me feel meaning. By going on stage and getting the adulation or the booze from a bunch of strangers and that'll make me feel good about my life. Oh, that actually, I'll do questions. We got questions this week. We got them last week, but everyone sent them after. No, last fucking day. Uh, everyone sent them after I had recorded the podcast because you're all slow as fuck. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, fire away. Two days later. Okay. Here is the question. Uh, how did you get into comedy? Stop ignoring me. Uh, I will continue to ignore people. I feel like I got to ignore people online. I'll be fucking replying to everyone and anyone. 
just getting drained. Especially when people get over familiar and I'm just like, all right, let's, let's reel it in there now a little bit, boss. Let's reel it in. How did I get into comedy? Um, I actually figured out the other day how I first felt the urge. Not to get, stand-up came like second. All right, let me tell you, I, I moved here from Ireland. I moved to L.A. And I moved here to write sitcoms and star in sitcoms because I love Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, and then I was doing, I was, I've just finished a master's in Ireland, master's degree. Cause you know me, I'm very intelligent. I look at, I look at, I look like you could accuse me of anything and people would agree with you. I've got that awful, 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 stunning, sexy look. Um, you could accuse me of anything. He stole my cat. Ah, yeah, you can tell. He cheated on me. Ah, yeah, that's a must. He had sex with my mother. Oh, yeah, of course. She's a whore. Um, but yeah, I was doing a master's degree in like e-business, but I have a degree in commerce in German. This is a great dull story, but let's get into it. Let's get in. We're five minutes in. We're already hitting the plateau, and that's that's uh, that's life. Life lesson number one. You hit a plateau, you ride it out. You ride it out like a little pony. Get you up them steps, you dirty little whore. Um, so, oh, yeah, I was doing a master's degree, and then I just... Ended up working for the Irish Navy. Well, I was a contractor. They needed, they bought guns from the German Navy, big guns that you sit in, and they needed someone to translate them. And uh, fucking my aunt was having dinner with my uncle and his best friend. And his best friend was the guy in charge of looking for someone to translate the German gun, the gun documents. And he said, Jesus, I don't know who to get turned to. And she, like all good Irish people, is a chancer. Giddy up, Jean. She said, oh, my nephew is great at German, which I was at the time. I lived in Germany and all that. Jewish. People didn't believe everything I say is a lie, which I fear. It all sounds like a lie, but alas... It is true, interwoven gibberish, all as a true ball of stories. Um, so, yeah, they offered me. They were like, you should apply. And I said, no, I'm too cool. Then they told me how much money. And I said, all right. So I took that money. And then I paid Indian people uh, to translate most of the German gun documents. Because they were too long. They were too heavy. That was the most tedious thing of all time. That was like being on a first date for fucking months. Just sitting there being like, Christ almighty, when is this going to end? Like, please, please. The first date syndrome, please. The first date hell. Um, first date, I'm writing down possible, uh, possible podcast names, and that's going to help me lose my train of thought. The, the dating hell. Uh, that's another thing I can talk about, dating hell. Oh, yeah, so it was so, because, like, a fucking, a big, imagine a big fucking, imagine something like a car, and there was a big manual how to take it apart and put it back together, but then every little fucking screw and, I don't even know the fucking washers, everything had a fucking technical name that's not really a well-known German name. So I had to figure all that out, and they were big, they were chunky, like a fucking encyclopedia. And I was like, oh, Christ, I will kill myself if I have to do more, but I'd already been paid, I think. So when I, fuck it, I'm rambling. Jeez, the coffee, the coffee's mighty. The coffee's in my system. It's like fucking heroin running through me. Running through me like a marathon. Running through me like diarrhea on a plane. Um, so then I took that money and I moved to LA. I didn't know anyone and I got here. And I remember telling somebody the other night I slept in my car. I thought it was at Denny's. It was actually IHOP. 
It's in West Hollywood. So that's a falsehood. That isn't my first book. So apologies for that. If anyone's fact checking me, that's a false, 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 false. So I stepped here and then I was trying to pitch my fucking, I was going to go to like writing school and shit. Not writing school, but like do writing courses here and try and work it out. I met this dude. Oh, this is random. I've told this story before, but fuck it, I'll tell you again. When I first came here, I was like looking for places to live. And I would just be hitting up people on Craigslist. I hope that's still going strong. And like I flew in and the random people that I met, the first woman, she was like, she told me she was young and she was just this old woman. <laughs> it was so weird. She was just like old. I thought it was being like a fucking 28-year-old and it was like a fucking 60-year-old. I was like, what? Okay. And then the second woman uh, said, she basically said she's a room to rent and it basically meant she was going to rent out her room and she was going to sleep at the foot of the bed. What are those the foot of the bed seats called? Fuck it. What's it called? Fuck it. We're, we're going to Google that. Seat at the end of the bed. An arm, no, it's not an arm or end. At the end of the row, end of your bed. Oh, yeah, perfect. It's, what the fuck is it called? A bench. <laughs> is it a fuck? I'm retarded. A bench. Oh, what is the bench? It's a bedroom bench. What is the bench at the end of a bed called? Bedroom bench. Okay, so I thought there was another name. No. Everything's just the same bedroom bench. Well, I'm going to tell you, simple man. It really, it, I like the way every answer pisses me off. Maybe we should Google more. i get more fucking dumbness out of me. What's the name at the end of the bed? Bench at the end of the bed. You just can't even read. Disappointingly, the term most commonly attributed to this item of furnishing is bedroom bench. It really is as simple as that. That's basically mocking me, taunting me, goading me, calling me a dumb whore. And I agree. Thank you, Google. Feel good about myself. Um... So I didn't stay with her. And then the last two girls, this is probably about 9 or 10 p.m. at night. The last two girls uh, fucking picked me up, got into the back of their SUV, and they were playing uh, Don't Stop Believing by Journey. And I love Sopranos. I said, this is a sign. Even though the rent is out of my uh, is out of my range, I will do it because I'm desperate. And I said, can I move in right now? And they laughed. They said they were going out. And then I laughed, and I said, no, but seriously. And then I went, drove around in a Chrysler, what are those fucking awful looking Chryslers called? Chrysler. It was a horrible car, but I thought it was cool at the time because I didn't know America and I didn't know what was cool. Chrysler, uh, ugly car. Fucking PT, <laughs> PT Cruiser. Oh, yeah. Cruising. <laughs> that was it. Driving around in a fucking maroon PT Cruiser, I think. Oh, I was the cool boy when I first came here, and I've maintained this level of loserness since. Um, I like the way it says, one of the, fuck, we should Google more. One of the questions here is, why is the PT Cruiser so ugly? <laughs> we can see why. Took elements of the striking Chrysler Pronto Cruiser concept and grafted them onto a lofty, bob-like body shell. If that isn't me, I'm a lofty, bob-like body shell. I met a girl the night, she's kind of cool, and uh, people love when I mock them, or they love asking me for a joke, but it, it used to be like your life, and then they get upset, so now I try and make it more specific, and I said, it looks, your body looks like, it, it looks like a bag of milk, and she laughed, 
because she had a sense of humor. And her friend said, what does that mean? And I said, imagine a bag of milk. And she said, okay. I said, pick up the bag. And she said, okay. And I was like, then her brain finally got it. It was like, oh, it's a droop. It all slides down. It's like a mudslide. Um, at the foot of a hill. There was another girl actually doing night, and she said, same. She's like, tell me a joke. I hate when people introduce me as a comedian. Or they're like, oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. And I said, are you sure? And she said, yeah. And I said, anything? She said, yeah, I can take it. And I said, your head is too small for your body. <laughs> she said, what? And I was like, it's like a pea on top of a bag of sugar. And she <laughs> fucking took out a knife. I was like, what? I didn't believe it because she was there like with friends I knew. And she took out a knife and uh, everyone thought she was going to stab me. And I said, oh, Jesus, I won't be doing that again. And she said, shh, if I say that again, I said, I won't. Let me chat it afterwards, and she was going through shit. And I said, aren't we all? I've been there only recently myself. Um, so we chatted. But, yeah, she didn't really want to hear. I think when sometimes when women hate men, they just hate every man. And you can't do any right. You can only do wrong. Um. So I said, all right, fuck it. Even though you start this conversation, I'll leave it be. I'll apologize and move on. I think men are better apologizing than women. I feel like women apologize by just uh, acting like nothing happened. That seems to be their, their way of saying sorry. They're like an alcoholic just carrying on with their life. What happened last night? Say nothing and move on. Irish people can't do that because we've Catholic guilt and shame. And we, we dwell and we ponder and we fucking stick on a moment that might or might not even have happened. It's funny in Ireland too, boozing is just kind of normal. But in America, it's like, you got a drinking problem. You have a problem. We're like, yeah, I need to cope with life. And uh, the problem is you give me grief. Um, I need release. I need to have fun with my friends. Otherwise, what's the fucking point of it all? Go to bed early. I won't. I don't have a couch or a TV. I haven't had them for years. It kind of shocks people. I like my apartment, though. There's plenty of seats, plenty of places to sit and read or do what you want, sit in your own thoughts. Unless you're sad, then don't sit there and dwell. Move on, you little whore. That was the one bad thing. When I was sad recently, I was like, fuck, should I buy a TV? Should I buy a couch? But I stuck strong, and now I'm dancing again, and now I have no desire for a TV or a couch. I did it initially because I was like getting lazy and I would just be at home sitting on the couch and watch TV and then you fall asleep and then it's too late and then you're like, ah shit, I'm not networking and then I realized I've been networking me whole life and that's how I get places and get money and make fucking friends and climb up the industry ladder and it's all for me being out and about not sitting at home, fucking around, being sad or dwelling, doing any of that shit. My brain has to keep moving. Moving, moving. Um, fucking. So, what was I even talking about? Jesus, the fucking rambles. Can I bring it back? Can I race it back to this? Oh, yeah. So, <coughs> so I moved there. <coughs> fucking, I'm dying. Please, God. Um, <coughs> this guy, people, oh, God. The small talk recently has been horrendous. <laughs> It's funny, ever since I stopped being sad, I went for a couple of runs, I must have sweated out the last bit of sadness. People are coming up to me like, you look glowing. And I'm like, thank you. They're like, no, seriously, what is it? I'm like, maybe I'm not sad anymore. Maybe I've been sweating out the, the booze and the shame and the anguish. Maybe my knees are killing me from running the streets. I went running the other night. 
I keep fucking forgetting to turn on the lights, clip the curb, and oh boy, did I take a little tumble and a fall. Fell, roll into the gutter, <coughs> stared up the stairs. Me and Oscar Wilde just being two little bums in a gutter, staring at the stairs, saying, Asher, who cares if our back is wet? We have optimism in front of us. Jeez, I'm gibbering. I've been choking coffee all day. So then I moved here. I should really, every time I do a podcast, I don't like to listen back. So if people hit me up about it, they'll be like, um, you said that. I'm like, I can't remember. I black out by the end. So if I said something, then it was either intentional or I didn't mean it. Let's move on with our life. Let's keep it moving. As a buddy Owen says, it's all about momentum. A river, he loves saying this to me when I've said, he goes, a river doesn't run backwards. A river doesn't run backwards. And I said, but the salmon, the salmon does. The salmon runs backwards and tries to make everything okay. And go back to the start where it was all grand. That was me trying to justify uh, fixing a relationship that probably should not have been tried to be fixed. But there we go. Um, so I, I moved here. Oh, yeah, so there was one guy that hit me up. He was like, you're still looking for a place? And I was like, this was probably a few weeks in that I was here. And I was like, fuck, this rent is expensive. So I went over to look. He was a big fat gay guy, and he was just like, "Oh hey, you know." He's, I was telling him what I was doing. He's like, "You should do stand up," and I was like, "Oh yeah." Never once in my head did that pop in the thought of doing stand up because I come from Ireland, and that's a very foreign thought. Like some people would be like, "I knew I was going to be a stand up since I was fucking knee high to a duck, two years old." That wasn't me at all. But I did figure out. So oh wait, so he suggested it. He was like, "Yeah, if you want to do," he's like, "Seinfeld was a stand up." And then he's doing writing, and I was like, oh, yeah. And I pretended to be like, yeah, that's my idea. I'll do everything off chance. Someone told me I should write a book, and I was like, oh, yeah, and just wrote a book. <laughs> Why'd you write a book? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it was part of the big plan. It never was. It just happens, and then it works out. Or it doesn't. You never know. You never know what's going to work, what's going to pop or not. Um. It's like it's like a six pack. Will it pop or will it be stuck behind the fat? You'll just have to try it and find out. Luckily for me, my stunning six pack pop. <laughs> I imagine right now people are turning off, being like, "This motherfucking dumb cunt." I shan't listen to another word out of his mouth. But that's okay. Uh, we've got we've got enough listeners to keep me going. People reaching out. People reaching out in good and bad ways. Uh, were telling me I was unfair to my ex recently on the last podcast, but I didn't mean it like that. I don't blame her for anything. Let me clear that up. Let me clear that up. Uh, I wasn't blaming her for my life strife. I was blaming heartbreak for contributing to sadness. I don't think, maybe I wasn't clear enough like last time. I was sad as fuck because I wasn't able to go home and see my parents at Christmas. And I had it planned and my visa got approved and it was all in my head. Then I realized I wasted so much money on a fucking visa that doesn't let me leave the country for some fucking technical reason. And then I was like, fuck it, I guess I just use that money to fly them out here. And it was all a lot from my weak, weak brain. And then I went through a breakup. And in my opinion, the breakup was down to a lot of misunderstandings and accusations that didn't happen. And maybe I'm Irish and you work through shit because in Ireland you just, you just go, fuck it, all right grass probably won't be greener probably not so let's make it work i think that's why people get married there's no divorce and you just stick with it and you figure shit out that's kind of my mentality but uh i don't i think everything happens for a reason so now yeah just to clear up 
any slander, because people, I see people slandering me online. I won't name names, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to get, I won't be dragged into that. I prefer to pretend things ended on a good note, even if they definitely, definitely, definitely did not and have not since. I like to fucking alleviate any gravity by singing like I am in church. I am in church. Um, oh, yeah, so there was this one guy, big fat gay dude, and he invited me over. He's like, oh, I got a, I got a room. I went over there and I didn't realize the place fucking, I hate places with carpet. He had carpet. And it just smelled of carpet. But he was like, give me good advice. He also told me, he was like, you need elocution lessons. And I was like, wow, I speak, I speak great. Um, so he's like, no, he's like, that's what I do. I'm a voice coach, acting coach. He's like, I'll help you. So I went over there. I was so clueless when I first came here. I went over there and he's wearing, I remember I went over and he was wearing extra short shorts and he was sitting down and he was just looking at me and he was like, okay. And he was making me do all that Sally, Sally seashells. Well, let's see if I can do a fucking Sally, Sally sells seashells. Can I do that? Yes, Sally sells seashells by this. What the fuck is that? <coughs> what is it? Sally's. Come on, you fuck. Where is it? Why? Oh my god, these questions are insane. Why did Sally sell seashells by the seashore? Why the fuck would you ask that? Nursery rhyme. Who the fuck is asking these questions? That must be a child. Hopefully it's not a man. It is a man. It's on Quora. How do you ever pronounce that? Why does Sally sell seashells? In this? What the fuck? What wow, is a dumb question. God, people are so dumb. That's insane. Why does Sally... This is on Q, what, a Quora. That fucking ass... Jesus, this is the dumbest one I've seen in a while. Why did Sally sell seashells on the seashore when you can just pick them up anyway? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, even the answers, it's a, it's a tongue twister, not a statement of fact. It's unclear who Sally is. Why? He's a fucking God almighty. She was trying to make an ironic statement, but it was lost on everyone. <laughs> Sally had problems. God, at least this one's funny. I don't know if you're aware of the origin of this nursery rhyme, but Sally was struck by lightning when a small child. <laughs> Why is the first question also? How much money did Oprah make when she sold her Gustav Klimt painting for 150 million? <laughs> How much did she make? God almighty, people are dumb. Or is it me? Is it me thinking these are serious? Why do people sell flowers, florists, when you can just find them anywhere? <laughs> he said, cause presentation. And quality matter. I like that he said cause instead of because. C-O-Z. 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 God almighty. These are dumb, right? I'm not Googling that anymore. So he'd have me saying all that shit. And uh, I'd just be sitting there and he's like, do it again. Use your tongue more. And I was like this. He's like, use your tongue more. And I'd be like, just fucking licking my lips. And after a while, I was like, I think he's getting off on this. I think he is, uh, I think he is, when I leave, he's going to have a little wank. I wonder do fat people with like short arms have a tough time wanking. <laughs> Not to use that fucking hacky T-Rex joke, but like if you're fat, what if you can't fully reach it? 
Absolutely can. All right, this is hacky. But if you're fat, you want to have long arms. Otherwise, like, I don't know, get a whore, find a hole in the wall, stick it in, go lie in your bed face down and fuck it like an Irishman. That's what we used to do in Ireland because you weren't touching your penis. And it wasn't gay because it was gay to touch your penis growing up in Ireland. It was gay to think about a penis, to do anything. Sexually, the penis was gay. So instead, we would lie in our bed in the cold, put your face in the pillow and fuck the bed because that's much straighter and more heterosexual. And honestly, who doesn't do that still? Come on, between me and you now, dear listener. Between us, who hasn't fucked their bed or the corner of their bed? I presume women fuck the corners of the bed or the stairs. I remember a girl told me she fucked the stairs. I didn't believe her. We were drunk one time in Ireland. She was like, I'll show you. <laughs> and then she fucked the stairs. And I was like, all right. You fuck the stairs. I'll go up there and I'll fuck your bed. And instead I went upstairs and I fell asleep. Um, so then, yeah, he suggested do stand up. So then, geez, how is this the same fucking answer and question? I don't know. Maybe questions are good. I have three. Um... Maybe questions, maybe questions. Are, wow, we need it all along. Prompts. This is all improv. Off the top of the keown, top of the noggin, as we say in Ireland. Um, so then I went to the improv to open mic. I spent the whole day. That was probably the most work I've ever done in stand-up. <laughs> I spent the whole day writing jokes. And then I went to the improv, nervous, sweating, covered myself in baby powder. That's what my, I remember when I first came to America, I was sweating so much. Um... My buddy, he lived in New York at the time, and he was like, you just got to start using baby powder in your body. It'll stop you sweating. And I started, and honestly, I'm upset that he ever suggested it because now I'm still addicted to it. I still do it. I imagine. That's why one thing I was, like, sad when me and my ex broke up because I was like, she used to, she's not my, she hated that, actually. By the end, she was like, you got to stop putting baby powder on yourself. And I'm like, but I'm sweating like a whore. I'd be clammy too. This is, <laughs> let me just dispel any rumors. I would be awful today. I'm out late. I work. Uh, I don't get up early because what's the point when you're a comedian? And um, But I work and I get shit done. But I'm out and about networking and having the brains blown off me by people with small talk and bad breath. And I got stomach issues. Um from a young age, and what else, baby powder, and uh, I now get claustrophobic complaints, so you know, I wouldn't date me either if I was you, I would not, stay away, get away from me, you whores, um, so yeah, I was like nervous going down there, but then I realized, oh, I, like I want to get up, so I went up to the dude who was running us, I'd love to find out who he was, because he doesn't work there anymore. I was like, hey, man, I know I'm just visiting from Ireland. I lied. I'm just visiting. I'm leaving. Any chance I could go up, it would make it would make, uh, it would make my trip amazing. I was technically visiting, actually, because I had no visa or anything. So I didn't lie. I just said I'm leaving uh, for Ireland if I could get up. And I went up. I did three minutes, and I did well. And he came off, and he said, oh, you fucking, you killed. And I was like, Really? I don't think, I can't even remember the material. I remember one joke, I said, stand-up is a lot like sex, Instead of except instead of just one person laughing at me, it's a room full of people not laughing at me. And nobody laughed, and I said, see, I'm horny, and then they laughed, something dumb like that. Um, 
And then I went home and I was buzzing. Buzzing. I was walking, so I walked home. Jeez, I think I was sweating so much because I used to walk everywhere. It was just like fucking... I'm Irish. You just walk places if it's in a fucking 15, 20-minute radius. But it's the heat, too, so I'd just be sweating balls walking around. Then I walked home, told my roommates who used to smoke inside the house, which drove me insane. I hate fucking people smoking inside. It's fucking horrendous. Um, especially cigarettes. So I went back and they were smoking in the room. Even I chatted to one of my old roommates before. She was like, do you remember I smoked in the fucking, I used to smoke in the house. I was like, yeah, it's disgusting. She was like, I know now. I was like, yeah, I'd ask you to stop and there'd be over 90 people over there and be like, go fuck yourself. You immigrants, go home to your country. Go home to the fucking, go home and translate some some donkey navy uh, documents. And I said, all right, I will. But then the next week I went to the improv again and uh, I went up to the dude and I was like, oh, would you believe I extended my stay? Could I get up again? He said, no. But then I just started fingering out other fingering out, figuring out. I just started fingering out people, fingering people to get my way. That's why I made it in this business, because I'm at the very top. And I made it, I got here to the very top by fingering people, mostly myself. Um, and uh, is that a metaphor? You, we will never know. I fingered myself out of relationships and friendships and everything, all in the name of comedy. I think that's why it's tough to date a comedian, too, because, like, you can't really, yeah, you can't sacrifice, unless you want to just give up. You can't sacrifice, like, doing shit that helps just because you're getting grief. That's what I think I realized. Again, I'm not blaming my ex for anything, but it was like, this shit. I remember she would say, too, I asked my friends who are comedians, is it normal to be out late? Is it normal to do that? And they were like, no. And then I was, I, I forgot her friends are like fucking open micers. They don't make a living from comedy. Maybe if they were out and about more and they were fucking doing more, they would be more well-known or fucking higher up the ladder. But yeah, that's what works, works for me, being out and about, doing comedy. And now here I am fingering myself for money. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> Because, boy, oh boy, was that a long answer. All right, well, let's see what else uh, we have on the question. Oh, and another thing, too, I realized, when people accuse me of shit, it's brutal being Catholic. Because if I get a, if I, like I said, if you could accuse me of anything, and people would be like, yeah, that's true. But also, in my brain, I would think, oh, yeah, I, I definitely did something wrong. And then it takes me a while to think about it. That's just the Catholic being like, oh, yeah, you're in the wrong. You did something wrong. Apologize. Say sorry. And then you're just like, wait, I didn't actually do that. I didn't do that. But your brain would be like, oh, no. But you did something. You did something. You did something. You're not going home for Christmas. You deserve to be punished for some reason. I remember I told someone that fucking I was sad. I won't be able to see my mom. My parents at Christmas. Then we got into an argument, and they mocked me about it. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would you mock me about missing my mom? <laughs> so, you know, you never know who's cruel out there, people. Be wide. You never know who's holding a knife and who is going to mock you about missing your mother. Um, all right, what else? What else do we have? Slander. I wrote down a note saying slander. Yeah, people, you can slander me away. I don't mind. 
Um, what's something weird about you? Oh, that's a question. Uh, I told you, baby powder, uh, sweating. My stomach is fucked. Um, surprisingly clean. I've written books, four books, five. I just haven't released one yet. Maybe six. There's another book. I wrote a book of poems. <laughs> Maybe I should release that. I should release that when I was sad. That was a book of poems. I didn't. Oh yeah, it's weird too. I didn't write as much when I was with my ex. I wonder why. Maybe I need to go back to therapy. I need to find good therapists. I think it came across wrong when I said last time. I was like, oh, two therapists said break up. She was not the cause of the problem, but they were like, which do you want to sacrifice, comedy, or do you want to sacrifice your relationship? And I said, well, uh, they asked me, why did I move here? For a relationship or for comedy? And I said, comedy. And they said, well, then figure that one out. And I said, all right. So yeah, I don't blame my ex for the cause of sadness. I blame heartbreak for contributing to the sadness and, uh, yeah, just a culmination. Culmination of stuff all piled in like a pile, like a fucking 17,000 grains of salt collapsing onto another. Oh, all right, now, how to deal with a break. <laughs> uh, maybe that first... Did I answer that one? I don't even think people asking me are fucking listening to the podcast. That's handy. That's handy. Uh, how to deal with breakup. Um, get drunk. I would recommend that initially. Get drunk with friends, then go find a bridge and walk along the edge. Uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, that's a famous one for people throwing themselves. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. God almighty, imagine someone's fucking suicide now. Why did you do it? I was listening to this fucking Irish idiot. He told me to walk along the bridge. He told me to rub Vaseline on the barrier and then climb up on top and hope for the best. What's that game they do in Italy where you got to run to the end of a fucking flagpole or something? This big log, long pole that's like lubed up with some shit. And you run to the end and whoever gets to the end, it's over water. And you fall in and if you get to the end, you win five euro. I mean, it's such a dumb looking game. I would definitely do it if I was there, but it's so dumb. I'm like, I would. what's the point to this? But then again, what's the point of anything? Anything just to make you forget about life. Um, how to do a breakup? You should watch the documentary called The Bridge, I think. That documentary is unreal. Have you seen it? I've, it is all shit I said before, but these are old episodes. What's it called? The Bridge. That one's unreal. That's about fucking... Uh, like the opening. It's about uh, people throwing themselves off the Golden Gate Bridge in... in a, oh, it's called The Bridge. In San Francisco, the opening shots unreal because you think it's just like scenery setup shots, establishing shots. You can tell I'm in the business because I know the, what the term establishing means. Um, and yeah, you like it's just it's just opening and you see bridges, the bridge, the bridges from different fucking angles, and then you just <laughs> you see a guy climb up and you're like, what's he doing? And then you just see him fucking fling himself off. And he's just like falling through the air like a bag of fucking potatoes, a bag of bricks, a bag of fucking soup cans just plummeting, plummeting into the fucking sea. And then he's more likely dead. They did have one guy that jumped off and uh, he fucking hit the water and a seal pushed him 
back to land and he survived. And now he goes up there and he tries to tell, he works for like a suicide awareness thing. He tries to tell people, don't jump. I jumped and God sent me a seal, <laughs> which is fucking funny. Thanks, God. If God didn't want you to do it. He just, just made your car not work. <laughs> like he just made you not be able to get there in time. In time, you might have walked. Yeah, that was mental. Thanks, God, for the seal. There's another documentary, too. Oh, this is all included in the breakup uh, advice. Other documentary was called... What's that one called? This one's unreal. I saw this ages ago. Women fucking bridges and shit. One was fucking the Golden Gate Bridge. Women having sex. Sex in anime. I hit my brain. Fucking forget how to spell. I feel like a dumb person. I feel like you. Objects. Eiffel Tower. This one too, you should watch this. Because <clears throat> so these women that are like, what the fuck, Erica Eiffel? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, Erica Eiffel. Jesus, that's her name. Wow, that's insane that her name is Erica Eiffel. Erica. Oh, fucking hell. There's a picture of her in the Eiffel Tower in the back. Uh, it's called Married to the Eiffel Tower, apparently. Strange Love, Married to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, there's a load of them. I think TLC took it, but it was just a documentary. Uh, wow, it's mental. To this woman, I think she's married to the Eiffel Tower, if that's allowed. If God allows you to marry a tower in the name of an Eiffel. Or is it two fellas fucking her? Um, and she goes there and she's married to the tower and she like lifts up her skirt and she pulls down her fucking underwear. And then she just fucking rubs up and down against the tower and people are looking at her and she's like yeah we're just consummating our marriage and they're fucking and then she's like I'll miss you and she kisses it and she goes home <laughs> I think she's got a fence at home that she fucks I think she fucks the Golden Gate Bridge there's a load of them there's one fucking weird one where she's fucking fucking a, a roller coaster ride that swings back and forth and she goes to see it what a fucking documentary this is she goes to see it and it's raining and the rain is like making the fucking oil drip off this fucking thing she lies under it in the mud. Fair play to her woman. She's like an Irish farmer, just laying around in the mud, milking a cow, but she's milking the machine, and the machine is dripping into her mouth and onto her face like it's coming on her. <laughs> you're just like, you should watch this, because this is like, you're looking at it being like, Mike, I just hit my teeth off the microphone. Superb! Chip, chip the tooth. No longer am I chipper. The chippiness is gone from me. Chippy boy is over. Um, fucking... Yeah, so like the roller coaster is uh is fucking coming on her face, I think she's saying. And then you're just looking at it and you're just like, My God, these people are happy and I'm sad. So you should watch that to realise you're you're a loser. <laughs> if you're going through a heartbreak, you're a loser. I think that's the key to realise though, you're just a loser for a bit. Because I was definitely a loser for a bit. Not for a bit. I always am. I always am. Um, it's funny too when you get out of a relationship I'll add this into your story into your, the way you're like if your ex goes sour she can twist anything to be anything at least my friends tell me that I was dumb in this scenario that scenario blah 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 I don't think everyone's friends like tell them the truth maybe that's mo maybe I'm slandering them back now who knows that slander I don't yeah I'm not getting into slander I like all my exes they might not like me but I wouldn't change a thing. 
Um, so yeah, and then uh, deal with the breakup. I would start, and then you gotta you gotta be sad for a while. You gotta sit in it like a fucking puddle of mud, and then go booze and have your friends around. Get a, I said in this last one, you fuck. I don't think you listened, and I know who it is. And I'm gonna message you and be like, you fucker. Listen to listen to one and then ask a question. Um, but. Yeah, you gotta sit in the sadness and just realize it's a phase, and then you gotta fucking numb the pain. That's what I did, just boozing. And then you gotta sit around, you gotta languish. It's tough though because like it's easy. I was gonna annoy my friends. It's easy to be logical after the fact, but when you're in it, you're just like nah, nah, nah. I would try not to fucking feed the poison too. That's one thing. I, I, I fucking I have a feeling I just said this in the last podcast. You fuck. But then I would do do stuff like work out, go running, hiking. Be around buddies too, or happy. Because if you're around sad friends, they'll just uh, like feed the feed the feed feed feed, feed the sorry the technical uh, stutter there. Feed the flames, and yeah, you don't want that. So be around people like. Everyone I knew that was married or in a good relationship, I was getting advice from them. And that was much better. Much better. Because they want the best. And they've been through shit and they've worked shit out. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's either like if it's going to work out, it will. And if they don't want it to work out with you, then they don't want it to work out. And you got to accept that and move on. And I moved on. People ask me why I moved on. I was basically, this is brutal. I was doing a show in Phoenix. And um, I was waiting backstage. And I didn't even know if I said this in the last minute. I went backstage and my phone showed me something I didn't want to see. And uh, uh, it was like a low point. And then I was got called on stage. And I think it was like four or 500 people there or some shit. And I was on stage being like, oh, is this, is, am I going to have a breakdown? But it was free. And I was like, okay, I'm free. I can no longer be a fucking loser dwelling on this. And then I've just been, yeah, just been, my brain has been stronger since. And the happiness has returned. Like now if I have a thought, I can push it out. Whereas before I would sit in the thought and be like sad and fucking loserish. Now I can be like, nope, we are not dwelling there, boss. We are moving on. For the boys, for the parish. As a wise man once said, it's all about momentum. A river doesn't run backwards. <laughs> he would keep saying that to me, and I was like, can you shut the fuck up? But he was right. He was digging it into my soul. He was digging it into me brain. Um, uh, so, yeah, maybe that answered your question. How to deal with breakup. Sit in it, deal with it. Go out with your friends, be sad in it, and then be around friends that will pick you up and do healthy shit that you can. Uh, I was boozing, then I stopped. Now I'm running. I'm running the streets. Now I'm gallivanting around. I was wondering, too, because I was doing a show the other night, and I was like, because every show when I was sad was unreal. Like, I think every show bar one. Because I, th- I said something weird. I fucked up a joke towards the end of a set, and I had them, and I lost them. I got to go listen to that. Maybe I have it on camera. That'd be funny. I can zoom in on my face and be like, oh, that's when I realized I fucked something up, and I was taken out in a moment, and probably sadness rushed into my head, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, God.
but I was happy the other night doing the show. I was like, I wonder if I, I wonder if it's going to affect it. But the show was unreal too. So you know, you live and learn, you grow and you move on. You grow and you grow up and you grow forth. Um, yes, that's my advice. What are fucking questions? Tips on first dates. I feel like your questions are not personal enough. I want to hear you like, I want to hear shit that you're like, something happened and you want me to help you, give you bad advice through it. Or something's going to happen, you're a fork in the road, in the road. It's unreal how fucking dumb I am. I swear to God. But I like <clears throat> doing a podcast. This new microphone is game changer. It's just in my hand. I'm not worried it's going to pop out. My fucking sound quality is crap. Although I never listen back, so hopefully it's not crap. Um, but yeah, uh, this, this new mic is great because it reminds me of stand-up and being able to jibber. Um, tips on first dates. Don't go on them. <laughs> no, I would do... Here's what I would do for first dates. I don't get the American thing where, like... First of all, I realize now, if a girl can't text, I'm not going to be into her. If she's bad at banter, not into it. So I think you got to, like... Um, no, I won't say names. I think you got to, like... Uh, you got to, f- like, fee... F- Feel them out first. See if you think it's going to be worth it. Don't overthink it and over paralyze yourself. God almighty, I'm going to have a stroke on the fucking podcast. I can't wait. The sweet release of that. Um, Yeah, just feel them out. See if it's worth it. Do something fucking casual. Get coffee. Go to a bookstore. That's the problem to me. If a girl likes going to a bookstore, I'll think she's the one. She's my soulmate. And then if they're sound, we have a laugh. That's what I'm with me and my ex. She loves books. And we had such a good time together. And she introduced me to a lot of shit. Like, that I, I would never do, but I love doing, like, museums and art galleries and shit. I'm looking at art I bought now with her in San Francisco. And uh, it's fucking great. I would never have. Now when I go to, like, cities, just proper cities, but, like, I used to fuck around. And I would try and go to see art galleries. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to feed my brain. Feed my brain, create new content for better comedic musings. Um, It's funny, that fucking, the art gallery. I got some art that I I fucking love. And it's in a good frame and shit. I got unreal deals in it. But they just sent me, like, their new holiday sale. Oh, that's mean. It was this time last year. All the sadness, the fun I had last year in San Francisco. Um... But now, yeah, they sent me like, hey, Mark, we got an amazing deal. Wait, let me check the email. It was by, because I'm just like, oh. Oh, Lord. The deal was, Jesus. The deal, where where the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. He's fine art. Shop the sale. So I was like, oh, let's see what good deals. The first one that they recommended for me was by Roy Lichtenstein. And the deal, it was 119000 Now only 69000 If that's not a fucking deal and a half. There's one here by Helen Frankenthaler. Was one hundred and ten grand now only $65,000. If that's not a fucking deal, I will be flying up to San Francisco immediately to buy some fine art. 
Actually, I'm thinking of going up. I have cousins up there, and um, I need to go up there more, because they're the fucking best. I go up there, because like, I'll miss Ireland a shitload. I don't like to say it to people, because actually, I, I, uh, maybe I should be more vulnerable from now on. Because it's like, it's tough. I was thinking about this. This sounds fucking dumb and shit. But if you grew up in a culture where you're not used to talking about shit, you just keep it buried, and then it just fucks you up in the head. And then you're just like, uh, like even like if I have a problem, it's tough to talk to like your girl at the time about it because you're kind of brought up to be like, oh yeah, um, like you take care of that, you look after that, and you look after her problems. And sometimes she would like unload on me, but I didn't want it unload back because I'm like, all right, look, I'll soak it up. But I think getting the shit out, that's why like when I like on San Francisco, I can just talk about shit and they get me straight away. So they'll be like, you, it's kind of like you, it's, I don't have to say as many words and people will understand. So you understand it quicker and it feels, and they'll give you the right words, hopefully quicker back and be like, go on there now. That's all, like literally go on there now will cheer you up. If, if you say, like if I told my cousin something, he's like, ah, sure, come on there now. Don't be, don't be silly. That's enough for me. It's better better out than in. Um, so what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, first date. Wow, the fucking way this is this is like a pinball machine. Um it is all over the place. It is like my life. Um so yeah, I would I would so first dates. I don't get Americans when they go for fucking dinner on the first date. Like having dinner with someone, you wanna like them a lot. You're going to have to chat. You don't want to fucking hear the clink clank of fucking uh, cutlery on the fucking plates and the silence and you're just filling words and you're just like, oh God, I had some fucking meals with my ex before when we were like on the fucking verge of breaking up and it was just fucking painful sitting there. Like if someone gets in their head and they just, it's like being on a fucking date with a stranger. You're like, what the fuck is this? Remember the last time we hung out? I was like hanging out with a stranger. We had some drinks at a concert, and for a moment we were laughing, having a laugh, and then she reverted back to a stranger, and it was fucking like, ah. Even her voice is different. That was the weirdest part. That's when I knew it was over. She was using a voice I'd never heard before, and I was like, I don't know this person. So I would not go on a serious date until you know you like them, or at least they can text. If you can't text, people will be texting me sometimes, and I'm just like, this is fucking horrendous. So I would find out, do you think you like her? Or just go for coffee, go for a walk, go to a fucking art gallery. Go to a bookstore, go to a bookstore and buy each other books. If you don't like books, I don't know, fucking don't go to the cinema. Maybe go for a booze, but like, yeah, go for a booze, actually. Go for a casual booze. Because then you can be like, I, I don't, you know straight away too if there's any fucking connection. Like, um, that's a good thing, too. After you're sad, you think, oh, there's going to be no one else. But then, like, I've met people recently, I'm like, oh, she's great. Not that I'm not going to get into a fucking relationship or anything dumb this soon. I am not a fucking idiot. I will figure out my shit before I get into a relationship ever again. Yeah, next next relationship I'm in, I'm going to figure shit out and then figure out, is this person right? Instead of being, like, emotionally riding the roller coaster being like oh she's great let's ignore any of these red flags like I should have seen like I was very clean and my ex wasn't 
that as clean. And I should have been like, oh, maybe that's something. Maybe that's something. <coughs> um, but yeah, I would, I would go do a casual, casual, and bring her to a fucking comedy show. Here's why. Bring her to a comedy show. That's ideal. She's laughing. She thinks you're funny as fucking osmosis or whatever it's called. Divine intervention of God. And then have a drink with her afterwards. And then you can see you're having a laugh all night, hopefully, unless I'm on stage. And then you're bored and full of hatred. Um, so I would... Uh, I would do that. Go to a comedy show, have a drink afterwards, and sauce it out. You also know if someone's interested or not. If you're chasing them, or if you're also not, if like if you forget to text them back, fuck it, cut them loose, cut them loose. But I feel like you ha- you also have to go through like a fucking a swamp of mediocrity before you meet you like someone you like. Um, so yeah, just I don't and don't get fucking attached too quick. Don't be like because I used to do that before when I was young. I'd be like, oh. You'd meet someone and you would imagine a life with them. <laughs> I remember when I was 14. Whenever a hot girl was interesting when I was growing up, it always shocked me. Because I wish I had a confidence of a dumb person. I wish I had a confidence of you. Um, yeah, like it would shock me. But then I'd like start imagining shit because I was bored in Ireland. There wasn't much to do. I'd just be lying in my room. Just be planning out lives together. I think maybe I read too many books growing up too. I have a fucking dumb romantic like fantastical brain is that the word probably not probably not um so yeah don't get too attached and yeah just bring her to a comedy show bring her to a bookstore get a coffee if you get a coffee though i'd go walking sitting down it feels like an interview i think anyway get a coffee and just stroll stroll and then you're moving. That's maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just my Gemini brain. It's funny, right? I was mocking astrology, and then I went to the bookstore with a girl that I know, and she was like, "All right, let me show you this astrology book." And she pulled it out, and she was like, "Pick your day." And then I read it, <coughs> and uh, I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no." It's right. Like it nailed me full on. That I was like, "What the fuck?" I kept looking at her, being like, "What the what?" What the fuck? Even like my strengths and weaknesses, I was like, oh yeah. Even the shit like, I like to travel in small doses. It keeps my brain moving. I was like, oh no, that's why I like the road so much. No matter where I am, I always want to leave and come back. Um, And then I looked up like other people's. Like I looked up my ex's one. I was like, oh no, this is her too. And I looked up a buddy's one. I was like, oh no, this is him too. So yeah, maybe, what's the point? Who knows? The chipper boy is running out of steam. Also, take take heed when the girls say shit that you think is a joke, but it's probably not. Like I remember a girl before; she was joking around. She was like, "My financial strategy is to be hot and let a man take care of it." And I don't think things are funny, but I'm like, "Oh, she was not lying." And that's not the girl that you'd want to be with, unless that is something you want to be with. And then maybe, um, maybe. Uh, Maybe that's that's the girl for you. Hit me up. I'll see uh, if I can introduce you. Like a nice Irishman. I'll introduce you. Introduce you to some fine art dealerships. I'll introduce you. Also, like... I had, it's funny with jokes. I feel a lot of shit that... Uh, that's where the, the truth... The truth? Maybe it's not. Who knows? 
Remember one time a girl asked me, this is ages ago, I don't know why it popped in my head, she was like, be honest, do you prefer if I wear more or less makeup? And I said, oh, I prefer less makeup. And she just said, well, I prefer more dick. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know that, was, that was a sign for both of us. A sign for both of us. She liked basketball players. <laughs> um, all right, is that, I think that's it. Wash your sheets. If that's anything we got from today, wash your sheets. Uh, have a fun time. It's the weekend. Go out there now and have have a chipper dapper time. Don't bother going slandering yourself. Take the high road. Fuck it. Who cares? Don't poison your own brain. Uh, move on. Try and be happy. Uh, go out there now and make love to a tree. Have a cup of... You know you're Irish. I remember one time a girl offered me... She was like, you should come over, implying, you know, the old. <whistles> sex. And um, <laughs> I just made a cup of tea. And I fucking love tea. I haven't drank tea in fucking ages, though, because it's been burning my chest. It's been years now. Well, it's almost years. I, do, I used to drink like seven cups a day. And that's why Irish people aren't alcoholics. We drink tea during the day. Otherwise, we'd be boozing. Um... But I drank it, and uh, oh no, I just made a cup of tea, and it was golden. It was a perfect cup of tea. She said, "Come over," and I said, "You know, I can't." <laughs> she said, "Why?" And I said, "I just made a nice cup of tea." And she said, "Are you are you gay?" And I said, "I am gay for tea." And uh, that's how I knew I was Irish. I turned down sex for tea, and I suppose there's no better way to leave this. Highly intellectual podcast than saying that. If if you claim to be Irish, ask yourself first, have you ever turned down sex for a cup of tea? All right, on that note, goodbye, everyone. Farewell, have a good weekend. Um, that's the podcast. We're back in the game. Was it good? We don't know. I won't listen back. Hit me up if you got any questions, feedback. Slander, send me everything you got. My brain is in a good place, so uh, just remember... Uh, the the darkest uh, is the before the dawn. Or what did I say? You know, it's a good book too. I just realized too. If someone's insecure, you should try and make them read this book, the uh, the Tower of Pooh. I try to buy people books all the time. I think they dupe me into just getting free books. I should be fucking out and about buying people books. Did you read it? Nah. Why'd you make me buy it? I just I just I like I like to pretend. <laughs> I suppose it is Hollywood, the land of pretend. Uh, but the Tower of Pooh, because I used to be insecure before and I read that, and it's all about letting go. And if something happens, it happens. And if it doesn't happen, don't imagine it does, or did, or might, or will, or shan't, or won't, or can't. All right, goodbye, good duck. Go out there now and have a fun weekend. Farewell, stay alive. Don't be jumping off a